W.C. Fields said, if you don't for, eh, shit. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. A quote used for inspiration for years now. Garvillo Princep took those words a little too literal. He assassinated the Archduke Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> he assassinated the Archduke Franz Ferdinand on June 28, 1914. No one would realize then that his actions would change the world. Welcome to the Historical Blunders Podcast, where we venture into the most vital topics in history in a way that feels like catching up with an old friend. I'm Jake. And I'm Nate. <laughs> we are two avid history buffs and lifelong friends. Today's topic, the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Bang, bang! He got shot and he died. Yeah, poor guy. All right, so the way we're going to do today's episode, we're going to start out with the background give you some information around the situation going on with Franz Ferdinand. We'll go through the characters. Then we have the awesome opportunity to have What the Fuck History on for our segment, covering the events on the day of Franz's assassination. We'll do trivia, and then we will cover the aftermath. That sounds like fun. There's a lot of segments today. There's a lot of segments. <laughs> Buckle in, it's going to be a long one. Hope you got your hip boots on, because the shit's getting deep. All right, so, Franz Ferdinand, Ugh. Archduke. Fuck yeah! Of Shoot him! Austria-Hungarian Empire. He was the next in line to become the emperor. The Austrian-Hungarian Empire started in 1867 and then ended in 1918 at the end of the World War I. But in 1878, Austria-Hungary occupied Bosnia and Herzegovina? I don't know. That's a hard one to say. That's <laughs> yeah. a, that's I mean, a the mouthful, big thing, guys. the area was very diverse. Yeah. Right? There was a lot of different cultures. Catholics, Muslims. Croats, Serbs. Yeah. Right? All those guys were very different. They wanted their own ruling system, but not, they didn't get it. <laughs> they did not get it. And so there was a lot of issues and everything. But yeah, so Austria-Hungary occupied Bosnia and this Hergas of... Yeah. Herzegovina. <laughs> I don't know. That's so hard. But then, we need to get a stick. I know. We need a beaten stick. And uh, so we've made jokes about getting a beaten stick for every time we can't pronounce something. This is going to be a long night. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I intentionally did not bring one. Yeah. I'll have to get one. Of course, then the, the week that I do get it, it'll be like, it'll be the one that I, I struggle. I was it last week your issue with saying oh words? Oh my God. So I edited it all out so no one's going to know. But yeah, I, I sound like shit last week. <laughs> so. They occupied this territory and supposed was, you know, their plan was just to kind of keep them from revolting and having their issues. But then eventually they ended up annexing it into the Austrian-Hungarian Empire in 1908, which then triggered this crisis called the Bosnian Crisis. And it just kind of led to a bunch of these different revolutionary and separatist groups. But the Treaty of Berlin brought to an end in 1909, but... These groups still existed. Yeah, the waters were pretty hot, right? Yeah. There, there was a lot of people that didn't want to be ruled by the Habsburg dynasty, which is the rulers yeah. of Austria-Hungary. And, yeah, I mean, that's that's really the situation that's going on specifically in this area. Yeah. In Europe is, like, there's a bunch of people, that, like the Bosnians and the Serbs, they don't want to be a part of Austria. You know, they would rather be a part of, of Serbia, yeah. right? And Austria's like, well, go fuck yourself. Yeah, and so we're going to dive into the characters of this because I kind of want to talk about friends a little bit. Because what you said there about these guys, they're just a lot of bent-up aggression in this empire. That was the issue is that Franz Joseph was the one in charge. He kind of was a dick. He was a dick. He's an old man who was a dick. He rose to power at like 18. No one really showed him how to be a ruler. And so he didn't really have that like leadership and that's what kind of helped Franz some was he had that leadership for a while. He was like a Disney child star. Yeah. Rose to power real fast and then fizzled out. Drugs. <laughs> I mean, not drugs, but sucked at ruling. Yes. Right? Didn't know what the real world uh, was like. And so one of the big things 
Franz wanted to do, Ferdinand, was to basically, he traveled a lot. He came to the United States and saw how we were running. And he liked the states, how they each kind of govern themselves. And I see on here you did have like the United States of Austria, Greater Austria is what he wanted to create. Yeah, right. And what's crazy to me is that, I mean, all the events that happened, if he would have, you know, ascended to the throne of the empire, like, would that have worked out? So, right. It's an interesting thought because, yeah, he was definitely very progressive. Yeah. But I also like... How well would that have actually gone yeah. to, and how like separate but equal would it have been? You know, where like, oh yeah, everyone can have their own stuff, but uh, at the same time, no one, you know, it's all going to be tailored to one group. Yeah, he was very big on still trying to like have each of these groups have some kind of say. Right. Yeah. He was. He was, he was definitely progressive in that sense for an emperor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, emperors only care about one thing. Keeping the bloodline oh. clear. Oh, what? Cheeseburgers. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> born in 1863 to the, you know, Habsburg dynasty, tracing its roots all the way back to the Holy Roman Empire. Ooh. That's fancy shit. Were they all inbred, too? I couldn't probably see if they were is. They probably were. All he didn't of look, them were. He didn't look inbred, though. The mustache hit it. Is that? <laughs> That's why they all had facial hair, so you can see their cleft palates and everything yeah that's one thing i had on here the guy has a beautiful mustache dude it's magnificent makes me want to grow i think i was gonna say this we should both grow out a big mustache like that because i'm pretty sure you can't and it would make me look better <laughs> <laughs> your beard does look good by the way though it's because i had it lined up like a week ago <laughs> it looks nice yeah thanks i did it just for you yeah i wanted to impress you i'll kiss you later oh thanks so one thing about him that was definitely controversial was his marriage. So he was married not to nobility. Yeah, he was married to lower nobility, which apparently is a big deal in the Habsburg dynasty. Yeah, and that's the you know keeping the bloodlines <laughs> clean is they want you know nobility with nobility. But I thought was kind of cool because I I heard this in a. Like audiobook thing. This British woman wrote a huge book about it, and I was listening to snippets. Sounds cool. Franz was, you know, known to be an asshole, very strong presence, dominant guy. But the weird thing is, when they were trying to force him to find a wife because he was going to be the heir to the throne, he didn't just want to be forced into a marriage with some nobi- like nobility. He wanted to be marry for love, and that's why he married Sophie. Yeah, he sounds like a guy who wasn't told no a lot. Right? Yeah. I mean, royal family back then, right? Probably got whatever he wanted. Yeah. However, his, like, revolutionary... Re- Jesus. Oh, hit me with a stick. <laughs> his revolutionary ideas and his marriage to his not-so-royal wife definitely painted him as an enemy in the Habsburg dynasty. Yeah, they... Uh, Joseph was not a fan. Yeah. He, like, banned her Especially from him. being, like, yeah. near him at events and stuff. Yeah, that, so that's the thing, is he got married to her, right? And it's crazy, because what that meant back then is that he could not be seen in public with her. Also extending to his kids. Yeah. So if he was going somewhere as the heir to the throne, right, he couldn't bring his family with him. Which, like, you know, maybe that's not so bad, but the, the, like, the real kicker is his funeral. When he died, yeah. he came back. The public ceremonies his family couldn't even go to. Yeah, they didn't let the kids go. So actually what happened was they found the best caskets they could find in Cervejo, where he was assassinated. They put them in the caskets, and then when they brought him back to Vienna, his was, like, up on a, this high pedestal, and hers was, like, down here, <laughs> because they wanted to show how much more important oh, he God. was. I'm like, that's terrible. And then he was supposed to be buried in the Habsburg monastery shit, where all they all of them were well in his will he actually purchased property away from all that and wanted him and his wife to be buried together on there so they could be together well it makes me think like 
you know, everyone's got an old, old relative that's like from a different world where it's like, dude, just lighten up, you know, like, like don't, you don't have to have you so many rules. You guys are sleeping together. You're not married. Stuff like that. So imagine his great, great grandpa, you know, like he uncle. was probably even more strict. Yeah. So that's how I think of it. Like probably not a lot of fun at a party. These people. No. And so since he wasn't really allowed to be seen with her and everything, he just kind of did his own thing for a while. Yeah, like at a party, Uncle Joe be like, hey, get your piece of shit wife out of here. But yeah, so he actually, he was a six foot four. That's a big dude back then. He was a big dude. Yeah. And some of the pictures, he looked like really scrawny and frail. Then other pictures, he just had like this chiseled jawline where he's like, (laughs) I'm a fucking man. He was always dressed in a military uniform. Yeah, because he yeah he spent a lot of time with in the military. Yeah, doing military stuff. It's funny they mention how like he quickly rose to the ranks of lieutenant colonel. It's like, well, <laughs> how did he do that? You know, does he know someone? Because <laughs> yeah. he's heir to the throne. <laughs> like, no shit, he moved up. <laughs> and uh, he enjoyed hunting. Oh yeah, big hunter. Yeah. He he killed over 300,000 animals. Is that the number? As a hunter, yes. Oof. Like, I, I was watching a thing, and, like, the one trip he took, he came back with two stuffed elephants. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> no wonder all the elephants are gone. Yeah, Fucking... he, like, he liked to hunt kangaroos, emus, tigers. tigers, stag and deer. So, yeah, elephants, you know. So he was like this strong-willed, assertive guy, right, who probably never got told no, probably was super privileged, right? But he did have an independent way of thinking about things. He was revolutionary. So he's kind of, I don't know, he's kind of... Progressive for him. Yeah, he's kind of a complex guy in history, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I think if he would have been in a different time, it would have worked out a lot better for him, minus the hunting. (laughs) A lot of people frown upon that now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what kind of person he was because it sounds like he was awfully privileged. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, at first, I mean, being part of the royal family but not having to be the rulers, you just kind of have money and just kind of do your own thing. Right. One thing he did push to was suffrage for all. So, except for women. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> we haven't gotten that progressive yet. But that was that was something that was pretty unique, too. Especially in the, the culturally diverse Austria-Hungary. Yeah, which, which is pretty crazy. That is crazy. So that's Franz. All right, the next person we're going to cover is Gavrilo Princep. That was and, so smooth. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Dude, I, <laughs> it's not that hard of a name to say. It is. Gavrilo? Yeah, that's hard for me. Princip. All right, so Gavrilo was the person who did end up assassinating Franz Ferdinand. He was born in 1894 in Bosnia, and Gavrilo Princip was a Bosnian Serb nationalist. He grew up in a tumultuous period marked by ethnic and political tensions in the region, kind of like what we talked about, right? He was part of the group that did not want to be a part of Austria. He wanted to be a part of Serbia. But Austria had a lot more power, and they annexed the land. Well, yeah, they were the second. Austria, Hungary was the second largest country. Yeah, back then, I think right behind Russia. So personally, growing up, his father was super strict. He would not let him drink. He wouldn't let him swear. And because of that, Gavrilo was picked on a lot. Not Nerd. only for that, not only for that, but he was also pretty slight. Right, he was a pretty wiry small kid and even when he was older he was kind of a smaller guy growing up his father had to give up a third of his income to his landlords legally was the setup they had back then you know sounded like someone needed to have a tea party (laughs) but he grew up poor he grew up very oppressed but he did end up going to school he was going to military school but he it was it was setting him up to join the austrian hungary army and his dad was like, fuck that shit. You're not going to do that. You're going to be shooting your own people. So he said, you should go to merchant school. And that's where he ended up going after military school. He did really well in school, too. 
But his early life was really marked by poverty. He did get very radical and get involved in very like nationalistic yeah. groups. Thing I heard a lot about him that he was the most like militaristic member of the assassin crew. Oh yeah. yeah. Like like knowledgeable yeah, militarily. Like, like crazy yeah. willing to do. So that's the thing what they say about him is he was a very intense person. He was a very principled person. He was very committed to his nationalist ideals that we should not be a part of Austria. So he was ready to go to extreme measures to attain his goals. Bum bum bum. Which brings us to the last character of today, which is the Black Hand Society. Sounds so cool. Which is so cool. Like, I don't think the well learning about it, it's not quite as cool as yeah. the, the name it sounds, sounds cool. So. <laughs> but yeah, you see them. I mean, people. I've heard them labeled as freedom fighters. I've heard them labeled as terrorists. <laughs> yeah. So it's weird because. So they are like a nationalist group that does want to make extreme actions, right? They believed in Serbia taking back the annexed lands from Austria-Hungary. But actually, like their leaders were not just these crazy guys. They did have members that were intellectuals. Yeah, a lot of educated people. That were very highly ranking in political and military affairs. So, like, they weren't just some ragtag crazy group. They did have, and I'm sure that they got political support from Serbia, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Serbia could only love something like that. So, they probably. You're telling me countries back extreme groups, terrorist groups. Dude, this plum brandy is really good. We should go shoot someone. (laughs) (laughs) We should start World War III. You want to hand it here? I'm going to make another drink. All right. While you're doing that. Yeah. Tell our fans about Black Hand while I glug, glug, glug. Well, that's really the point that I was trying to make is that part of the Black Hand... Sounds like you're peeing in a cup. (laughs) (laughs) Part of the Black Hand did have very important political and military leaders in it. So it wasn't just a ragtag group. They were pretty... They were pretty important, right? And obviously, they gained a lot of notoriety... Not just for their cool as fuck name, but for their alleged role in the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. What, he dies? So, there was a group of people that were assembled, but Gavrilo Princip was one of the people that the Black Hand had sought out. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in a world who is going through a hard time. Therapy can give you the tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelphelp.com That's right, Nate. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. Yeah, I'm really glad we chose BetterHelp as a sponsor for this podcast because I've had people in my own life that have uh, struggled with mental health and anxiety and depression. And therapy was something that definitely helped them overcome those struggles. And now they're in a much better place. Yeah, I mean, I, I use BetterHelp, and so far, so good. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really talking about you. Oh. <laughs> BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. And sometimes faster. It only took a couple hours for me. That's right. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. There's a link in our description. It's betterhelp.com slash historical blunders pod. All one word. That's right. Clicking that link helps support this channel, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. So you can connect with a therapist and get the support that you need. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stressing about insurance, who's a network, or anything like that. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com slash historical blunders pod. And that's betterhelphelp.com. And that concludes our section on characters. For our next segment, we're going to cover the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. And we are extremely lucky to have What the Fuck History podcast on our show today. 
We're here with Zachary, Matt, and Megan. Why don't you guys tell our listeners a little bit about your show? Okay, so What the Fuck History is a bi-weekly podcast where we sit down and talk about stories that make us say what the fuck history. It's mostly just dumb shit that has happened in history, like the assassination of my favorite band, Franz Ferdinand. We started it. We started as a pandemic project, and we just kept it going. Oh, so yeah. Now we're yeah. Now we're well, here. I think, like in particular, we we actually started it too. One because we had nothing to do during the pandemic, but two, one night during D and D because we all play together. <laughs> Matt was like, "Hey, you ever heard about Caesar?" I was drunk and I told a story about how Caesar got abducted by pirates. <laughs> and, and how it that was didn't extremely go well for the funny. It did not it go, did well, not for go well for the pirates. So that's what we do. Yeah, big thanks for coming on. I, I've heard you guys' show actually well before this, too. I've, heard, I've listened oh. to it a couple times, and you guys bring a lot of fun energy, so we're excited to, to do this here. Well, thanks for, yeah, having, thanks us. for having us. Thanks. But yeah. we're gonna, I'm going to hand it over to Nate. Day in question, June 28th, 1914. Happened to be a Sunday. You know, the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. Great day uh, for this day. stuff to happen. No chick Yeah, no chick yeah. No Chick-fil-A. Day. Chick-fil-A wasn't open, guys. And Hobby Lobby's <laughs> closed, too. The Chick-fil-A oh, not geez. being open is really important for later <laughs> in the story. Yes. It is. <laughs> it yeah. brings it all Where, together. Out of curiosity, what fast food restaurant do you think friends would go to burger king oh yeah he was yeah do, yeah. yeah okay he's a burger, he's a king, burger king stan well, i mean if chick-fil-a is not open <laughs> it's yeah. the mustache he's got the same mustache as burger king he does mm-hmm. he does mustache. <laughs> i think we're getting off topic <laughs> just a little bit that didn't take long <laughs> First sentence. All that. So yeah. More. So <laughs> Franz Ferdinand was in Sarajevo, which was the capital city of uh, Bosnia at the time. Which he was there first to see a uh, military drill and everything, but then it turned into more of an official visit. And so that's when they decided to have this grand parade, as such, driving him to the town hall. In the convertible, right? What could go wrong? I know. Right. Putting putting leaders in convertibles <laughs> he, he is such a great idea. He clearly didn't learn anything from JFK. Well, you know what? He, <laughs> wait, wait, I think that goes the other way around. <laughs> his convertible walked so the Pope Mobile could run. Like, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's true. The Mobile is an impenetrable fortress. That's so true. Take one for the team for the Pope Mobile. So, Franz was actually in Cerevejo for... A couple of days beforehand and at first he was a little weary of it people kind of warned him of the tensions after spending a couple days there they actually were very warm and nice to him and everything and he actually started to enjoy it felt a little more comfortable him and his wife sophie got into their graphen stiffed 2832 convertible i tried tried finding more specs about it but why because it honestly <laughs> sounds like a type of gun. If I'm being honest, it does. Doesn't it? Or an aircraft. We're, ta- we're taking a history oh. break and going to become car guys for a minute. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Sorry, just guys. Two seconds. <laughs> well, they considered it a sports. What kind of car? tires were on it? Yeah. yeah. Seventeen. How, about, how many walls, horses? Twenty-two. Were That's what I was walls. trying to find. <laughs> I was trying to find the horsepower because they said it was a sports car. But all the horses died. That is true. true. They did all die. 1872. Guys, if you want to get that reference, (laughs) (laughs) check out our collaboration on the the book history. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so there was six cars. He was the third in this fancy convertible. For some reason, all the security got into the same car. Yeah. Okay. As you do. (laughs) Solid. I mean, I'm no expert in security, but that sounds very smart. Uh, well, I mean, no, yeah, no, no. it can't think... be any different than American security when they've got four SUVs with, yeah, you know, security so guards. And... Play like the hide game where it's like you only put yeah, yeah, the yeah. important person in one. Like a shell game? Yeah, yeah shell yeah. game. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I uh, think the Art of War actually says it's better to just, like, bunch up your army so you can take them out in one hit. <laughs> bunch um, up your army so they can take you out and you all get to go home yeah, or die. It says it in the Art of War. It's a, it's a well-known tactic. <laughs> Sun Tzu, bunch together. Yeah, so, you either, you either die or go home. Sun written, Tzu, by the, written by the general that lost. <laughs> yeah. Sun Tzu famously well, that's lost, wrote, dude. Put all your eggs in one basket. Thank you very yeah. much. This has been my TED Talk on war. <laughs> <laughs> we want to see how many people can get killed by one artillery fire. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is fun. Nate usually interrupts me. I know. Now I get to interrupt you. He's having fun. This with is that. great. <laughs> and we're all interrupting each other. We got. We're yeah. all doing it. It's great. I love it. I like the energy already. Yeah. All right. So the motorcade had to leave and follow this. They call it the Apple Quay. It was like a nice turnpike road along a river, which I'll make a, a brief statement about the river because it does come into play. It was a very dry summer, and it was very shallow. So How many that. horsepower was it working with, though? <laughs> At least six. At six least we'll put a picture on our Facebook page, too, right, of, of the layout. Looks like we got some pictures on yeah. that. So... They started on down their route and everything, and people were lined up along the street. And the Black Hand Assassins. Which sounds awesome. It does sound very cool. It sounds very. <laughs> shit, what's the video game? Assassin's Skyrim? Creed. No. Skyrim. Yep, Skyrim. Skyrim. Thank you. Oh, it is more Skyrim, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. They had them s- spread out, and the motorcade slowly made its way through. Actually, made it by, I think it was two Assassins, because they were just two kind of. Scared to do anything. They were having a great time at the parade, actually. Well, maybe. Maybe they were getting candy and stuff, and they were just like, eh. Ooh, looks you know, this Franz guy ain't too bad. He's tossing us candy as he goes yeah, by. Yeah, dude. Did you see his mustache? <laughs> Did you see that it? That guy looks like a, looks like a man who goes to Burger King. <laughs> we were doing the same thing. Look at that burger potate. <laughs> it's the king from Burger King. It's the king. The return. <laughs> so the fun thing is going to be saying the name of this guy. Oh, because I tried oh. finding pronunciations for most of these guys, and this one just had too many apostrophes and weird little things. And we suck You're, at pronunciation. Uh, I don't know about you guys. We are terrible. Oh, oh yeah. No, yeah, no, we're awful. <laughs> like Sarah Vejo, that one I was very proud of that I learned that. Look, yeah. you're better yeah, than us because most of the time we just say, fuck it, we're pronouncing it how we want to, and our friend Steve will correct us later. Steve like, corrects <laughs> us like three weeks later. He'll type it in the chat too. Like we have a group chat because we all play D&D together, so he'll type it in the chat, and I'll be like, what the fuck is this kid talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and he'll because be like, I oh, from your podcast. Forget. All right, so this is going to be the fun one, guys. Go I'm off, ready sis. for it. <sighs> N- Delchko Kabrinovich. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty you good. got it right, actually. Abs- no, yeah, I, got I it think I nailed that one. I yeah, think he no. did. Gesundheit. He had the bomb, and at 10.10 a.m., Franz's car approached him, and he threw the bomb. It hit the back of the car, but rolled right off the back, and to his surprise, there was a timing issue. The bomb <laughs> didn't go off. That always happens, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> wait, hold on a second. Are you okay, man? How <laughs> often are you throwing bombs? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was making a sexual joke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> timing oh, issues. Oh, I and so, oh, yeah, I he, can totally uh, relate can really to that. Yeah, we bombs. all can. <laughs> the TMI. <laughs> but uh, they saw the bomb. They're like, oh shit. They drove off. Well, ended up blowing up behind them and injuring 16 to 20 people estimated and so this cabrivnik whatever the fuck it was <laughs> swallowed so they all had a cyanide pill bombs and a gun oh. is it i was trying to remember if that was it had expired right yeah that's the issue with a lot <laughs> yeah. of people in cyanide is they must think it just lasts forever yeah and so they always take these expired cyanide pills and all they do is get sick <laughs> Napoleon did it. I was going to say, this is the reason why history is important, because if you take a cyanide pill and you listen to the show, right, you'd be checking the date on it. Yeah. You might as well make sure it's not expired. Get it out of the medicine cabinet. 
See, here's the thing. With drugs, you never know what you're going to get because you have cyanide that, you know, it just is less potent the longer it lasts. Or you have something like Quaaludes where it's just delayed, bro. <laughs> like, Elliot. it's you just delayed. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite thing about this story the first time I heard it was like the assassin tried to well, it wasn't so much the failed assassination it was the fact that the assassin tried to kill himself and failed that too. Oh, it gets even better. And mm. so he took the cyanide pill and then was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to jump into the river. They can't get me." Yep. Well, the river was like a foot deep. <laughs> oh yeah. No, Only it doesn't matter. Maybe power. Yeah, can't go in the water. <laughs> and well, can, so, can we clarify something? Hor- rivers don't yeah. run on horseback. I'm aware. Yeah, I was, making a, I, was, <laughs> I was making a joke back to the car situation because he also mentioned the river situation, and I was like, "How many horsepower was it running on?" <laughs> okay. I just keep you imagining know, like a went. bunch of horses upstream. Like you weren't paddling. there for that. But it's all right. <laughs> yeah, they're just kicking it all down. And so the best part is he jumped into the river. I, I really hope he just, like, right into some mud. <laughs> He's like, shit. Like little I mean, rascals. Yeah. The thing that confuses me about that, though, is, like, surely you, you think he looked known? at the river before jumping in. <laughs> Like, okay, you would expect that water, he's like, this is yeah. just going to carry me down river. I'm going to hit a rock. I'm going to die. But he like you had time, my brother, to look <laughs> at the river and be like, that's not carrying me anywhere. It's a stream. OK, at this maybe point. he had an inner tube. Maybe he was going to lazy river it away. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm I think like, it's not the only thing. This is the first water country. <laughs> Here's the thing. We might not be talking about a winner today, guys. He's definitely yeah. not a winner. Yeah, he was not a winner no. because the police eventually grabbed him, dragged him out of the river, and then the civilians and police viciously beat him And then before he shit he himself arrested. because of the cyanide. Yeah, he to just death? got severely sick. No, they didn't beat him to death. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so after all that, ev- all that happened, they sped to the town hall and... The mayor and everybody were in front of him. So the mayor got there. Franz showed up and was like, hey, like, what the fuck, dude? Because he was a very angry man. And the mayor's like, let's welcome Franz Ferdinand. And they're like, (laughs) do you not just, like, there's bombs everywhere, dude. What the fuck? (laughs) And so then his wife, yeah, his wife was like, all right, you need to calm down now. It's okay. It's okay. She was telling Franz that? Yeah, Yeah. So Franz was known to be a, like, huge hothead. Yeah. But okay. his wife, Sophie, had the soft spot of him. She was able to just kind of calm him down. Sun's getting real Aww. low, big guy. <laughs> and so he calmed down. <laughs> the mayor made his speech. Franz made his speech, even though he had blood on the people, like from the people <laughs> yeah. that got blown up. Because he actually went and checked on him first and then got back in his car and took off. Which I was like, that's kind of stupid, dude. I think it's pretty tough of him to give a speech. But that's because he's kind of a hard ass. Yeah, so then he gets there, and his wife goes off meeting some people. He's talking with the people in charge, and he's deciding that he's going to go visit the injured at the hospital. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah, that's, just that's very nice. nice, right? Yeah. So, yeah. We have time. Yeah. Why not, <laughs> right? You know, them. people just chucking bombs at you and What's everything. What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so he went and got his wife. And was like, hey, we're going to go to the hospital. So they head back to the cars. And for some reason, no one decided to tell the drivers where they were going. <laughs> they don't need to know. And they so, don't need to know. yeah. Well, it was ironically, it was like a straight shot on the Apple Quay to get to the hospital. But instead, they end up turning on a side street and just happened to be this. Gravillo Princep. <laughs> Gavr- yeah. Gavrillo. Gavrillo. See, I told you. We're it's bad. even better. Yeah. Well, you're Princep. good. You did great. Uh, it's better than the bear. <laughs> God, look up, look up, check the bear. Yeah. Uh, we've, a, we've done a story okay. on him. <laughs> Life is a circle. Yeah. Life is a and circle. So, <laughs> there are rumors that Princep happened to be eating a sandwich. Yeah, he was at a when McDonald's, he and he saw the Burger King himself. <laughs> they actually had the name of the restaurant. Oh, what yeah. is it? it was McDonald's, right? You McDonald's. Said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I'm asking when we already know. 
Wait a second. Was it really McDonald's? No. It was called <laughs> Schiller's Licitison. To listen. I don't know. Delicatessen. Oh, wait, I want to oh. know D- what Jesus the founding Christ. year of McDonald's is. Founding year of this dude's got McDonald's. Some words. I, think, I think it's great okay, when you can trip up another so... historian by going, it was a McDonald's. <laughs> Was it a McDonald's? It wasn't. May 15th, 1940. I totally knew, guys. I was testing you. (laughs) (laughs) This principle was at the Schiller's, what did you say? Delicatessen. Delicatessen. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Why do you keep picking? Like, just say it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant. (laughs) You're making life hard on Just hanging out there. You could go full New York and just be like, he was down the deli. They pull up really close to this place. The Archduke was getting mad at the driver and was like, hey, dude, like, turn around. We have to go back the other way. Well, he stalled out the engine and kind of stuck there. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fate was just like, you know what? Sorry, we really need die. this guy to die. Yeah. yeah. This guy's dying today. All right. I'd say a lot of things had to go in place yes. for this to happen. There was so much shit that went wrong for this to happen. And so this princep runs out, fires two shots. One hits the Archduke in the neck and the jugular. Then the other one hits his wife Sophie in the stomach, hitting another artery there. And hilarious. He's getting ready to shoot himself. Hilarious, he says. <laughs> and the cops apprehend him before he's able to do that. Oh. Oh, okay. he's trying they were a little to. late. The cyanide wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Not on a he full figured that out. sandwich. Wasn't he a little guy, though? Maybe it would have worked on he him. He was tiny. He was a yeah, tiny he man. He was a yeah. little guy. Yeah. He's just how, a little guy. He's just a little he's just guy. A, he's only 19, how? right? So yeah, he was oh, only nineteen. He's just a kid. He's only nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they. That's why uh, they took a. They took some leniency on him because he was so young. So he actually, the death penalty like... was enacted back then, but he was too young for it. Yeah. No. So this guy that was with him, Count Harak, he was a Muslim, and so he had like a separate area he had to go to. Took friends to his place with his wife and everything. And he said that Franz's word, last words were, Sophie, Sophie, don't die. Live for our children. And so then he just... Yeah, it's pretty insane, right? The Burger Kingdom must gross. live. Yeah. Don't die. Live for our children. It's actually kind of sad the way, yeah. His yeah. last words yeah. yeah. But then they said that he just kind of kept muttering things and they couldn't really make it out. They took him back to the... The uh, loser. Yeah, Harak's house. <laughs> That's rude. Oh my God. Poor guy. <laughs> way to think about Wanting your his wife, wife in your live. dying moment ew cringe so they get him back to Harak's place and they're trying to work on him and everything and he's just hemorrhaging and just kind of blah 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 dies yeah. and so yeah, they well, the think that the jugular's kind of a big place to get shot kind of and the, I mean ironically it was a small small pistol too it was a little 380 small round little pistol for a little guy they thought Sophie just fainted but then after Franz died, they're like, okay, let's work on her. Well, then they realized she was dead, like, in the oh, car. Oh, man. Yeah. Who's going to take care Damn. of the Burger Kids? The Burger Kids. Oh, the no. The Burger Kids. <laughs> and this is why we don't get chicken fries. <laughs> That's why they got rid of the good tenders. Oh, man. Yeah, and so all this that happened just for... This little short man to kill Franz Ferdinand. <clears throat> Poor guy. Poor guy. Hilarious. Uh, Hilarious. It is, yeah, it's like, but every everyone that has ever reported on this topic refers to this as a comedy of errors. Yeah, I mean, because it is. like a clusterfuck it, of a day. It's really just like you could not expect. First of all, an assassination attempt to go worse. But then, like, for your drivers to be super confused about where you're headed, like, just everything goes wrong. And then for this guy to just be walking out of a Mickey D's and he's like, there's the Burger King. I'm going to get him. (laughs) I got him. That's what it was. It was a fast food (laughs) rival. Yeah. (laughs) Big Macs are better. he's, He's like, we got paid by the fucking what's his name grimace we got paid by grimace to take <laughs> out the burger king say wasn't grimace there for the fall of uh, the berlin wall yeah yeah yeah. i think so yeah it really is just such a like 
How many fucking chances do you get? Apparently, enough to do the job in this case. Like, it's, it's again, this group of Like, if of I had as many chances as they did, I probably would have done a lot better in school. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. the myth is afterwards, Franz was going to go do crowd surfing after yeah. this, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, is there, yeah. No, is there any more? <laughs> Bring it on. This The story with regards to an allegory for, like, how you performed in school can still work because these guys were given all the chances and they succeeded by luck anyways, so... It's kind of nice, like, hearing... Okay, th- that sounds right. That's a weird way to start this. But it is... <laughs> yeah, jeez, Megan. <laughs> it, it's so nice that this assassination went off. No, what I'm saying is, like, I think sometimes in history there is just, like, a narrative on railroad tracks where it's just, like, and nothing went wrong and the plan was executed perfectly and now we're here. But to hear, like, hey... If all this other shit didn't go wrong, this would have never, ever happened. But these guys were idiots. Like, hey, maybe we can be idiots, too, and start World War One. Gavrilo Princip, though, looking at a picture of him. He could be a TikTok star. But yeah, I'm just, like, looking at him. He's just, like, all I can hear is, like, hey, do you want to hear about crypto? He's he just opens up his chat. big, long trench coat, and there's nothing but NFTs inside. Stop. <laughs> And one little bomb. And a cyanide capsule. <laughs> Expired. It's now just a weight loss pill. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So if you guys want to, you know, let us let our listeners know where they can find you and yeah. wrap up this segment. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us if you search What the Fuck History on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pretty much anywhere where you can listen to a podcast, if you look up What the Fuck History, you'll find us. Do please spell fuck with two little asterisks in between the F and the K. Yeah, we're not allowed you to know, swear we to on it, the internet. We're not allowed to swear <laughs> right up in front of people's faces. We do it a lot, you know, in the show, but uh, you, you, can also, <laughs> you can also find us uh, on Instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions. You can find us on Facebook. Um, we're all pretty active uh, there. But yeah, that's the best place you can find us, and and then of course right. our addresses. Which, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah we need those. Yeah. We need those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you live? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, our listeners want to know. Our listeners need to know. <laughs> yeah, they, they need to know. Dude, they're, they're gonna they're gonna hang up this and be like, "Why do they keep asking for our addresses? <laughs> what the hell's wrong? We're with already these? asking." <laughs> <laughs> No, it's been a lot of fun. Really appreciate getting to go on your guys' show too. Yeah, yeah it was good. Fun Nate, why are you too. looking at me so funny, Nate? No <laughs> reason. Oh no! Did you just fart? Did you guys? Did you guys not have fun? <laughs> Nate's like, no. Nate's just farted really bad. He's giggling. Oh, oh, so bad. oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, we're stuck in a corner. <laughs> no, but seriously, we really do appreciate you guys having us on your show and coming on the show here. We're big fans fun of what week. you guys do. It's been a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks yeah. for having us, and thanks for coming on. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thanks again for What the Fuck History for joining us. We're going to go right from that, right into our next segment. I believe it's time for... All right, we're going to try something different going forward with trivia. We're super excited about it. We're actually going to bring in some listeners to trivia and kind of get you guys involved send us a message on facebook if you're interested jared's been a huge fan for a long time of the show and super excited for him to be our first guest for trivia what's going on gentlemen jared man how's it going what's up buddy it's going it's going good man how are you guys we're good we're getting ready to do some trivia you want to join us oh i'm all about it (laughs) i got the first question how is franz ferdinand related to the emperor what do you Wasn't think? he his nephew? Oh, yeah, he got is it. his nephew. Oh man, one for one. Yeah, Add a boy, Jared. All right. All yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, Franz is nephew to the emperor, and he was the heir to the throne currently. Yeah, and say at the time or before that, he really wasn't. It was his cousin, but then his cousin committed suicide. Oh. And then Fran, and then Franz Ferdinand stepped or didn't step up, but got bumped up. Yep, he moved up in line. 
A lot of people died back then. That's what they did. All right. So second question, Jared. In honor of the assassination, what is Austria's like fam- most famous sandwich? Austria's. Oh, oh God! I don't know either. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. Give me the main meat. I'll I'll at least. Is it pastrami? No. Oh, I feel like... salami. No. no. Uh, is it Reuben? No. Think Wisconsin. Cheese. No. <laughs> Grilled cheese. Meat. What? Yeah. A bratwurst? Um, yep, it's a brat. <laughs> that's not a sandwich. It Well, it's got brat sausage on it. Bratwurst sausage split with onions, parsley, ketchup, mustard, and curry powder. That actually sounds really good. Oh. It's called a Bosna. That sounds good. <laughs> a, what is it called? A Bosna. A Bosna. Yeah. All right. I know. I kind of want to try it minus the ketchup and mustard. They put ketchup and mustard. Yeah, really, that is interesting. Uh, Maybe not, not for me. All right, next question: Uh, What disease did Franz Ferdinand get in his twenties and thirties that almost killed him? Oh, um, tuberculosis. Holy shit! At a boy, Jared. Am I doing all right? Okay. You're doing too good. You're making me nervous. <laughs> Shit, you... he knows more than we do. Dude, are you looking at Google right now? We should have we should have led with you can't look at Google. <laughs> no, no, I have an American truck simulator on now. I promise. He's over here <laughs> driving truck cross country, answering questions about Austrian rulers. Yeah, no, it was tuberculosis, and he actually had poor lungs his whole life because of it. So the more you know. Gotcha. Okay. You know, then in honor of our drunken podcast, what is the national drink of Bosnia? Um, if you get this one, Jared. Vodka? No, it's not vodka. Is it like a beer? No. You've been drinking it, it the whole night. Ha 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 ha. Also known as plum brandy. Plum brandy. Okay. But suppo- oh, that's why you got it. Yeah. I was like, I came over. He's like, I got plum brandy. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll try that. Yeah. So it was kind of hard to find. <laughs> but actually, rakia made in Bosnia sco was more like plum moonshine, and they drank it mm-hmm. neat, and it fucked you up. Was the alcohol content like 45 percent or something like that? Or? Forty. It's forty. Yeah, it smelled a lot stronger though. I I smelled it. I was like, "Holy crap!" That, I wish I could find plum moonshine because that would have been a hell of a lot stronger. So the last question I got: So what is the over under for his personal kill record in one day of hunting? Is it over? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is it over or under eight hundred? I want to say because I know he killed a shit ton of animals. I want to say over 800. Yeah, dude, Jerry. <laughs> three for three. Jerry's a rock star, man. Shit. So his number is 2,140 in one day. Like, holy fuck. Dude. Leave a fucking minigun? <laughs> <laughs> He's just... Doo, 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 doo. I don't know how you do that much. Like, I'd be tired. Dude, like, your shoulder would hurt so bad. Even shooting, yeah. I don't think you could, I don't think I'd shoot a 22. Like, I, I feel... Like, that was lucky. <laughs> I feel bad for whoever had to lug around all that ammunition for him. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You should have been on the show last week because Nate had some crazy fucking questions on the on the Luna Park episode. I don't remember them. God, it was oh, one of them was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, uh, the oldest running." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Where's the? What's the oldest running roller coaster? I'm like, what the fuck? How am I supposed to know that? Why do you not know that? God damn it. No, but thanks again, man, for coming on, and I uh, hope you do well here. I appreciate you, brother. And, uh, yeah, let me know if there's ever another one, bro. I'll happily do it. Awesome. Right, awesome. awesome. Thanks, buddy. Have a good night, bud. All right. Okay, keep night, guys. Have a good yep. one. Bye. I fucking love Jared. Fucking, who doesn't love Jared? Yeah. Who doesn't love Jared? We all love Jared. He's probably the best person in the whole world. All right. Our last and final section is to talk about the aftermath, because... Yes, a guy got shot, and yes, it was a big deal. But the bigger and really interesting thing to talk about is its impact on World War One. 
Yeah. And even just in general, I think the causes of World War One is highly debated, controversial, and a really cool discussion to me. So, in a microcosm, right, still focusing on, on the people following the assassination, Gavril Princip and his co-conspirators had legal consequences. Imagine why, you know, they shot a royal guy. <laughs> a royal guy. And... What still baffles me about this whole thing is why they thought killing the heir to the throne was going to free their country. Like, they were still being ruled by somebody, and they'll just find somebody else to take his place. And it's a good point, because you're right. Not only that, but the guy was probably a much better fit than (laughs) the emperor, right? You're going to get someone, go get the... I I mean, I imagine the emperor was probably kind of hard to get to. And the fact that Franz Ferdinand was, like, making it super easy, going out a couple times in a convertible. Yeah, convertible in a city of people already throwing bombs at you. Yeah. Here's what happens day to day, right? (laughs) So June 28th is the day of the assassination. Then there's a lot of arguing that goes on called the July Crisis. And July 28th, Austria officially declares war on Serbia. Which you're like, okay, you know, they killed the guy. That's not Yeah, they great. killed royalty. Just a few days later, Austria's ally, Germany, <laughs> decides to declare war on Russia, an ally of Serbia. So, yeah. Which so might that, be a little extreme. That's where I'm like, okay, it wasn't completely their fault. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> fucking Germany. So, not only that, two days later, August 3rd, right, Germany declares war on France. <laughs> An ally of Russia, and immediately begins an invasion of neutral Belgium. Yeah. So really, it's like Germany was like, "All right, let's fucking go." Well, that's also because Germany was like really building up their army, and they wanted to show it basically. Right. So that's where I'm trying to get to. Right. Yeah. Is this this assassination happens, and if someone tells you that, oh yeah, that assassination started World War One, I, I mean, I guess they're not wrong. But, like, they're kind of wrong. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't solely this event. It was, yeah. So, I have a, I have like a, I have an analogy that I want to go through. Can I do, can I say one? Yeah. All right. We'll we'll do multiple analogies. Well, it's not really an analogy, but in the history books and everything, they always say that this area itself was the powder keg. Yeah. I feel like Europe itself, the entire continent, was the fucking powder keg. Because yes, this this was the spark, but the entire country or the entire continent was just like, <laughs> let's do it, dude. Yeah, everyone was ready to go. So what? Why the hell was everyone ready to go? And it's, I wanted to know myself because I mean, this is why you look at history. Yeah. Right, because it's maybe, the point of learning from history. Right, you should be able to look and see what are the signs and what should I look out for. You know? <laughs> so if you if you start to look at it on the surface, you'll see all the like different high level reasons, like imperialism, which is important. It does mean it's it's a focus on a country expanding, taking over another country, and using that for their own profits. So that's one thing that was going on a lot in Europe at this time. And it was the reason why, like, these European countries were getting so freaking wealthy. Like, that's one of the that's one of the parts of this, is that times were really good right yeah. before this. Almost, like, too good. Well, everything was the Industrial Revolution. Everything was starting, you know, people were actually producing items and things. And right. having an economy. Right. I'm going to, yeah, that's, that's totally true. I'm going to get to that. But oh, also... Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I did not mean to jump ahead. That's all right. That's all right. Is it so, as a part of that, too, you have militarism. So, yeah. everyone is building up their army, like you're saying. Um, one of the, the powers that's really ascending at the time is Germany. And this is one of the things I really wanted to bring up, is that when you have a different, like, a different person showing up that's more powerful than everyone who had already been powerful before, like Great Britain and France and Russia all ran the show, yeah. right? And then you have Germany really up and coming, and the way that they industrialized was so powerful. Their military was strong. They were starting to 
branch out to other countries too and take over and do the whole imperialism make some money thing. So like they really were the new guy on the block and they were ready to kick some ass. And they were also a little crazy, right? Classic Germany, right? Yeah, it happens. So there's militarism. There's also nationalism, right? Everyone thinks that where they're from is the best place ever and yep. should be the kings of the world. Hmm. But I wanted to go into like why... Well, I guess there's one more thing. <laughs> there's also alliances, right? So everyone's picking a side. You have um, Russia and Russia. Russia. We have Russia and Serbia. You have Germany and Austria, Hungary, France and Russia, Britain and France, Belgium and Japan and Britain. So you have all these people picking a side. Fucking Japan. <laughs> you know, getting ready, basically, you know, picking their dodgeball teams. Yeah. To get ready for battle. So it's just, it's not a, I don't know. So I, I still struggled with like, okay, there's all those reasons, right? But like, why the fuck was everyone like ready to go to war? And like, where did, where does that stuff come from? The Bessemer process is what I want to point to as one of the sources for the cause of World War One. So the Bessemer process is a new technology for making steel. Which basically made it really cheap to make steel, and then all of a sudden, steel's used everywhere. And steel is a wonderful material, right? It's super freaking strong and heavy, right, for sure. <laughs> but to be able to make it in, in the shapes that you need to really enabled a shit ton of things. Yes. Right? All of a sudden, railways are way easier to make. Cars, boats, right? So international travel has gotten way easier because of steel ships you have tanks munitions you have the the means to create your military and the thing is like germany wasn't great i think in the previous couple hundred years yeah but once they got to the industrialization part of like the world economy they rocked that shit they still rock it they're still super good at making stuff yeah they just have questionable decisions sometimes as a country. Sometimes. Not anymore, Germany. We still love you. But history says you were the bad guys. <laughs> so I, I I don't know. It's more complicated than that, but I do think that steel production enabled a lot of the yeah. isms, I'll say, that went into World War Well, that's War the thing is, I mean, they went from still marching into battle to within a couple of years having machine guns right. and tanks and... That was no one was ready for that. No, because I mean that was a huge part of World War One of why they so many people died is you were still kind of marching into battle, and the next thing you know a fucking machine gun mows you down. And you're like, oh fuck! <laughs> Takes out the whole line. You're like, I don't think we can do this anymore. <laughs> and then they dug holes. <laughs> right, but yeah, it, yeah, the in, how rapid the industrialization was. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it just kind of fucked up everything. I, I think the world wasn't ready for it yet, right? That level of technology. Yeah, it, was, it, it, it took some adjusting. I think I think that's the case with any time technology rapidly grows. Because imagine, okay, imagine today. Imagine if you could teleport anywhere. Damn fucking awesome! But imagine the problems that would come with it. Yeah, you have people popping in your house. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that really worries someone's, me because it's like, Am who the fuck was that guy? No, so I wanted to do World War One as an analogy, right? And I'm thinking the only way I think of people being angry at each other are Bears and Packer fans, right? So I'm imagining this whole situation like a Bears game at Chicago, and there's a bunch of Packer fans at the bar. And of course, you know, the game's going on. There's a lot of, a lot of tension building up. You know, people are getting drunk. And then, of course, the fucking Packers are winning because they have a quarterback. The Bears can't ever get a fucking quarterback. And then at the end of the game, the Bears lose, of course. And then there's just this, like, huge tension. People are standing up looking at each other. You know, and then from the back, you hear one guy saying, We still own you! You know, a stupid <laughs> Gavrilo <laughs> Prince back there. And then people start fighting. Like, that's really, like, the, the assassination of Franz Ferdinand is really like that guy yelling at the comment, right? People were going to fight anyways, but he's the one that kicked it off. But yeah, that's our story of the assassination on Franz. 
and the causes of World War One. All right. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the episode, make sure you uh, like and review it on Apple Podcast. Interact with us on our socials on Facebook, please. Makes yep. us feel special. We're very active on Facebook now. We are. We're very active. We're growing. We are growing, and that's thanks to you guys. Our avid listeners. We love you guys. If you want to do trivia with us, make sure you let us know, and we'll call you up. and yeah. Quick 10-minute chat doing trivia, so it's a good time. Thanks again to What the Fuck History for coming on and doing a segment with us. We also are guesting on one of their episodes, so keep an eye out for that. We'll be sharing it on Facebook. Anyways, you guys, thanks for listening, and have a great week. Yep. Bye.